Hello. Hi, everybody. This is 2AM Brains, and as you heard from that hello, we have a special guest tonight. We have Dave, who's been here before. Yeah. Um, Dave is actually here for a specific reason, though. We have a special announcement. Go ahead, Dave. We have a new podcast. We do. Called Club by Classics. Yes. It's about... Reading the classics and, you know, making fun of both the books, the authors, and, and the people who like those books. Yes. Yeah. All of the above. Yes. And because we have this new podcast, we decided that I'd bring Dave on today. We'd do a special episode announcing it. And we're going to read a story to give you a little taste of what our show is all about. Now, the story that we're reading, Dave is going in completely blind. Mm-hmm. I chose this one. This is not a classic. This is a children's book that I found online, and we're going to read this. Dave is going to completely blind react to this. He has never read this book before. Nope. I'm sure he has never heard of it. So he gets to blind react to this children's book. A couple of things before we start. I printed all of this out. I transcribed it and printed it out because it has, the book has these gorgeous um, watercolor illustrations but unfortunately, the printer decided to put the words over the illustrations. So there are sections of the book that are almost unreadable. That I had to really squint and zoom in on my tablet and really find out what those words said. Because there's sections that it's like that I don't know what that word is. Because there's so much pretty watercolor behind oh, it. Okay. That it's just unreadable. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually printed out. And I'll show you the illustrations. Um, Let me go ahead and pull that up because I think you'll love. It's a book about a couple of dogs. Mm -hmm. And so it has illustrations of these cute little forest animals. And here, here's an illustration of a dog. Let me find one that doesn't have the words on it because I don't want to spoil it. Here, this one has the words on it. Just don't read the words because they're hard to read anyway. Aww. Little dachshund with glasses. It's a cute little dachshund with glasses. And you can see the pretty forest behind him. See, it's gorgeous illustrations. It really is. Um, um, and this book is written by... Uh, it has the name there. Megan Baum. Megan Baum. She's the author of the book. Um, so she wrote this. We're fully giving her credit. Definite credit for this oh, yeah. piece of work. I mean... So now that I've seen the dachshund and mm-hmm. those illustrations, I have to say before I even start reading, the style of the illustration and the fact that it's a dachshund and the fact that the woman's last name is Bomb are all raising red flags. Oh, why does her name raise red flags? That is spelled for those of you, sorry, for those of you listening, B-A-H-M, mm-hmm. um, which if you know anything about language or family names, and I know a little bit about the way family names look. Mm-hmm. That's a very Germanic last name. Okay, it didn't occur to me. But yeah, I guess Baum, especially spelled that way, is Mm -hmm. probably a German name. I don't know if it's her married name. I don't know if she's married. Either way. um, Yeah. um, Okay, so So let me start reading then. Go for it. The Dachshunds That Differed by Megan Baum. On a towering hill with plenty of trees, autumn became winter with one throat-clearing breeze. Interesting turn of phrase. Hang on. Um, I'm not sure your mic is picking up, so I'm going to have you start over, and I'm going to have you just use my mic, because I think my mic is picking you up and yours is not. Okay. Let's see. So, start over again. Yes. The Dachshunds That Differed by Megan Baum. On a towering hill with plenty of trees, autumn became winter, with one throat-clearing breeze. It's an odd turn of phrase. And under a birch, where the leaves had all withered, lived two feisty dachshunds that differed. Swinging from a high branch was the pup named the pup named O'Dowd, who everyone knew was rambunctious and proud. He wore glasses and shouted all the long day. And anyone who differed was wrong. Slightly taller was Thad, with a quiet demeanor. He had shiny ears, and his hillside was cleaner. 
Thad had his opinions but felt paralyzed. O'Dowd twisted his words. His ideas were despised. Yeah, I'm looking at illustrations right now that are okay. Mm -hmm. Those okay. are the two dachshunds. Yes. Oh, that was both of the two dachshunds. Uh -huh. Okay, got it. They didn't differ on much, just a few minor things. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dave has read the next line in his head already. Uh huh. Go ahead. What did they differ on? Go like, ahead. Like, which color is best? Uh-huh. And why the mockingbird sings. Uh-huh. Keep going. They bickered about books and had a spat about lumber. They argued if integers were really whole numbers. But the topic that caused the most confrontation... You're fucking kidding me. Do it. Do it. <laughs> ...was gender dysphoria and sexual orientation. <laughs> okay okay do you have any thoughts so far in the book um well we've got one dog that is clearly a metaphor of radolf hitler um well keep going <laughs> i was a little when i read that first passage there i was like Okay, they differed about things like which color is best. Okay, they're probably talking red, blue, yellow, green, which color's best. They argued about lumber. Why were they arguing about oh. lumber? Okay. And get integers. That's... Uh huh. And then we got to gender dysphoria. And I'm like, oh, one of them is super conservative and hates the planet right. and wants to chop down all of the trees in existence right. and probably hates gay people. Yeah. Now, without reading any further, David, mm -hmm. can you guess which one of them hates gay people and lumber? <laughs> gay people and trees. I mean, my guess is the little guy with the glasses. The one that's loud and shouty. Okay, keep reading. With being too noisy, the other always differed. Neither side was ever properly was ever properly heard. So the forestry folks arranged a town meeting. They built a small podium and set up some seating. Uh, so here it kind of breaks, but it looks uh -huh. like it was hard to read. Uh, yeah. Straightened his tie. Oh, O'Dowd straightened his tie while the critters assembled. I don't feel so well, Thad said as he trembled. Up to the podium stepped the hill's wisest owl. Let's keep a minimum our cheers and growls. Speaking your mind takes great bravery. You shall still show respect when you don't agree. She turned on the pine cone and spoke a bit longer. Tolerance is good, but understanding is stronger. The first step to undo prejudice is to know just what they are. It's easier than you think. You needn't look far. So let's not mince words between what is true and perceived. Let's talk with open minds and hearts share what you open oh, 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 sorry. Let's talk with open minds and hearts. Share what you really believe. With that she banged her gavel quite loud. First in the session, we'll hear from from O'Dowd. Spectacled pooch climbed under a spruce. He gave a mouse a wink and waved to a moose. It's time to be in the here and now. We should live, however, of how uh, we should live however our feelings allow boy girl bi trans or non-binary the dachshund cried with e with expert ease if it makes a duck happy to live as a cat then tell me thad what's wrong with that is that bernie i'm showing david the picture of the dog in the scene where he is saying if it makes a duck happy to live as a cat then tell me thad what's wrong with that Huh. It is a bespeckled dog, spectacled dog, yelling. Right. That there is nothing wrong with a duck living as a cat. O'Dowd squealed with delight as he moved over the river. His, comp his confidence raged and he started to quiver. Change your gender. Have two dads, he hollered to his woodsy comrades. 
Nothing should be stopping you if that's how you identify. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one second. The, oh, then that's, if that's how you identify, then that's what you should do. I was trying to make sense of the... The rhymes are impossible to keep track of. Yeah. I did my best to create... Oh, the rhyme scheme is okay. It's a mess. I did yeah. my best to make the rhyme scheming make sense. It does not. Okay. Dad watched in dismay from under his birch, thinking of all he had learned in church. He let out a sigh, quite lost in deep thought, his nerves all twisted in tangly knots. Thad breathed in the crisp air with lots of concern. When he heard the owl cry, it's your turn. Everybody, no matter what, regardless of their story, in any forest or desert or territory, are deeply and unconditionally loved by God. Thad began with a stammer and a nod. And we all have sinned, it's no surprise, gay or straight or otherwise. No exceptions and to the same degree for everyone, it is a certainty. Our sin demands mercy, there's no way around it. You can't work it off and you can't denounce it. It's the only antidote we all require. God's grace is our great equalizer. And over the crowd, Thad saw a lone deer who was listening with a single perked ear. With this tiny encouragement the hoofed mammal had shown, suddenly Thad did not feel alone. You were made with dignity and worth. No person is better than the other. God designed every part of you, your height, your laugh, your eye color. God made you male or female. When you came into this world, he didn't make a mistake. He made you a boy or a girl. Now he could see even more listening eyes. He gathered some courage and kept his sides on the prize. Thad leaned in and spoke. Then the interested then the then the interested dozen cultural change, but Jesus doesn't. God's work is perfect, he said reliably. So our beliefs don't change with societies. You're offending lots of good folks, a bunny scuttled from his burrow. He climbed on a mossy rock, his brows deeply furrowed. You're stuck in the past, he proudly puffed. Not going with the flow. Thad knew exactly what to say to the bunny down below. Yeah, the, the structure of writing, the prose of this is awful. It bounces between prose and uh, rhyme scheme, and the rhyme scheme isn't consistent. This is, for one thing, this is awful. Like, this is just terrible writing. The, the writing itself is really bad, and like I said, I did my best to organize it in a structure that makes sense, but because it bounces back and forth like that, it was impossible to organize it. Okay. And I didn't edit anything. Okay. I could have done some editing and made it a little easier to read, but I didn't want to change any of Miss Baum's words. Right, okay. Thankfully, we're also almost fucking done. Yeah. I've got two, basically three pages left. Don't worry, kids. You can go to sleep right after and have dreams of some sort. <laughs> Things don't, So this is now Thad responding. Things don't become okay just because more people are doing it. You should do what's right regardless of who's pursuing it. Truth isn't truth if some are exempt. Convictions aren't convictions if you keep rewriting them. The rabbit coughed and scrunched his nose. I guess I see your point, I suppose. Terribly sorry for being so blunt. I'm sorry. My phone is ringing. I need to shut it up. There we go. Got it. Uh, he mumbled and moved to the front. Apologies all for the delay. I'd like to hear what else you've got to say. Just one more point, young Thad replied. And off I'll go to the countryside. Defining some by their sexual identity reduces them to it, essentially. Mm -hmm. Thad picked up the pine cone and stomped on the floor. Everyone is so much more. With that, Thad thanked them and headed home, his voice no longer monotone. You never mentioned his voice was monotone before. No. Terrible. <laughs> he noticed several critters following where he led. Back to his birch as the evening sky turned red. 
He felt weary but encouraged with this happy epilogue. Never again would he be quiet or leery. What a wonderfully lion-hearted little dog. There's more to each story than what's on these pages. There are plenty of forests where this contest still wages. I don't speak for all hounds, but if we speak from the heart, common ground can be found, and that's a good start. Tell us how much you loved. Let's do this a bit in the format of our new show. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the format of our new show is that after we have each read the book, we then give it a rating based on clubbings. Mm -hmm. Zero clubs as we love this book. Five clubs as we will club this book to death. Go. I'm going to need an entire factory of clubs. <laughs> I need all of the clubs you can possibly find me for that piece of Christian apologist drivel. Um, so you didn't enjoy this masterwork of poetry? No. <laughs> no. With the rambling rhyme scheme that then turns into prose. Yeah. And the little dog who's brave enough to be a loud and tolerant shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. Um, to paraphrase from Billy Madison, we are all dumber for having heard it, and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> okay, do you have anything specific in this lovely story? <laughs> um, you know, it, it takes some... Really weird twists that you don't see coming. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's... Really, I thought the little dog was Hitler. You know, at or... first you get that impression, but I think the little dog is wearing glasses because it's a liberal little asshole. Right. I would, that's why later I was like, is that Bernie? Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's supposed to be a caricature of... The intelligent liberals who also wear glasses because we know that glasses are a sign of intelligence. I'm sitting here wearing my glasses and I'm fairly entirely 100% left of liberal. Right. <laughs> Damn liberal glasses make you liberal. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's that interesting twist. Um I mean, there's, you know, the fact that just by the strength of his convictions, he changes people's minds. I I kind of liked that when the owl is talking, he says, So let's not mince words between what's true and perceived. Let's talk with open minds and hearts and share what you really believe. Um, what we really believe is not necessarily what's true. What right. you believe is what's perceived. Right. You can believe true things, but when you're starting with what you believe, you're starting with things as you perceive them to be. That's fair. So, do you want us to talk about what's true or about what's perceived? Because all that you go on to talk about in this book, the author and the uh, little church-going asshole dog, right. all they talk about is what they perceive. Right. Which, you know... Um, also, there was here, um, so it says, O'Dowd squealed with delight as he moved over the river. His confidence raged, and he started to quiver. Tr change your, your gender. Have two dads. Yeah. That's not really up to you. Right. And he's talking about if it makes a duck happy to live as a cat... And we should live however our feelings allow, boy, girl, bi, trans, or non-binary. And then it says have two dads. Yeah. So not only are we supposed to see gay, bi, trans as bad guys. Right. We are also supposed to look down on people who have two moms or two dads. Mm -hmm. So we're not only supposed to bully gay kids. We are also supposed to bully children of gay parents. 
which is yeah. what I got from that statement. Yeah, no, that's because fair. Because you don't get to choose if your parents are straight or gay right. or still married or never married or maybe you've never met both of them or you're living with your grandparents. You don't get to choose those things when you're a child. And this is a book written for children under the age of nine. Well, have you tried not being born into the poverty that their Christian system enforces on us? Have you tried that? I did try that. But I was not allowed a choice. Right. But, at birth. <laughs> yeah. But if you tried not being poor. Try not being poor. Yeah. <laughs> try not having a gay mom. Right. Or dad in this case, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just. Yes, because yet again, when they attack the gay community, they leave lesbians kind of out of it. Most of the time they leave lesbians out of it. Um, and there's actually really and good reason that for that. Respectfully. Oh, no, no, there, there's a historically really good set of reasons why lesbians are left out of those conversations, which is different than the reason that bi people are usually left out of those. Uh, bi people, it is easy to just erase bi people. Right. It's called bi erasure, and it's even done in the gay community. Yeah. That we just pretend bi people don't exist because it is so easy to forget them or for them to pass as straight mm -hmm. that we just erase their existence which is incredibly unfortunate. But the reason why it is so easy for conservatives who hate gays to just forget about lesbians' existence is actually more to do with misogyny. Um, when you think about it, when you hear things like, boys don't cry, don't act like a girl, why are you being such a girl? Being a girl, being feminine is bad. If you're gay and a male, one of those people in that relationship is assumed to be taking on a female role. You are feminine. Mm -hmm. Being gay is bad because one or both of you has to be feminine. So we can ignore women being in a gay relationship because they're already both women. And then we can come up with all sorts of things. Well, they'll meet the right man eventually. Yeah. That's fair. It's just assumed that two women living together in a relationship eventually will become heterosexual, and they're already both female anyway, so it's not degrading for them to be with each other. Oh, I see it. Until a man desires them, it's not degrading for them to be together. I see it. Okay. But it's degrading for a man mm -hmm. to be in the, the to... traditional gender role of a woman. Mm -hmm. I hear it. Okay. So it's internalized misogyny. All of it right. is just internal misogyny, long running. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have thoughts on the author, too, but I'll save those for later. You know, I wasn't I mean... able to find a whole lot about the author herself, so I'm not going to directly attack her as a person. Um, I think that it sounds like she has some pretty disgusting views. Yeah. And I think she's a pretty crappy author. Just in general. And I couldn't even find... I think she has one other book out there that's another kind of Christian nonsense book, but I didn't read it. Yeah. But, I mean, she's not, like, a prolific author, and it looks like most of her stuff is only available, like, on Kindle, mm -hmm. which means it's probably... Self-published. It's either self-published or it's published by one of the smaller Christian publishing groups. Yeah. So... I'm not going to attack her as a person because I don't know enough about her as a person. I think she's a terrible author with terrible views. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is pretty shitty. Yeah, this is this is terrible. Mm -hmm. This is just there's nothing good about this at all. I mean, no. As you guys heard me reading through, I mean, it really does sort of drift between poetry and prose, and neither is well written. No, and neither is particularly easy to read. And I am a a good reader. Um, I have a yeah. very good diction, especially with kids' books. I can find the rhythm and find mm -hmm. a way, even if I've never read, read the book, to make that book work. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of children's books, especially children's rhyming books or children's books that have a very specific, um, um, what am I thinking of, uh, cadence to them. Yeah. They're easy to get into the cadence of the book. Right. This doesn't have one. It has, like, four of them. Yeah, it's jumping all over the place yeah. as far as, like, the rhyme scheme and 
Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, reading it, I was thinking, okay, I would have used X word. I would have used X word. I would have used X. I, I would have rearranged this sentence, and I had to really fight my urge to edit. <laughs> because there were so many times I'm like, yeah, that, you, you shouldn't have... I mean, like at the end there where it says that the debate still wages, it should say rages. Yeah. That is an incorrect use of the word wage. That's a spoonerism. Oh, okay. And I, I, to, 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 to misuse a phrase like that intentionally or not is called a spoonerism. Mm. Uh, you know, so so like saying for all intensive purposes. Okay. Or take it for granted. See, and I assumed that what she was trying to come across was... Um, she was confusing words like the war wa- or we waged war right. with the war raged on. Right. And I think she just screwed up those two words. Oh, okay. And I, I think that that was what she did, but it should have been raged. Yes. Because it says the debate still waged, but you didn't wage the debate. Maybe it was written by that priest from The Prince's Bride. Oh, Mowage. maybe. <laughs> maybe it was waged. Yeah. Yeah, I bet that was it. She was reading it out loud and, and yeah. If we have all sinned, it is no surprise, gay or straight or otherwise, no exceptions, and to the same degree for everyone. It is a certainty. What a- I think you should try and read all of it in that voice. <laughs> oh. Or at least all the quotes. Just read yeah. the quotes. Let me see if I can find. Um, <laughs> oh, some good quotes here. <clears throat> now, I would like to put, point out that this book now gets um, three stars on Amazon. Um, when I first found it, it was a four-star book. Because of the limited number of reviews, it's only a three-star book now. Because I gave it a terrible review. I called it a book on how to teach your children bigotry from a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And hateful, anti-gay propaganda. Yeah. 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 So it does only get a three-star, but some of that is my fault. Because I gave it a <laughs> shitty review. <laughs> Which, you know, feel free. Again, it's called The Dachshunds Who Differed. Yeah, The Dachshunds Who Differed. Yeah, yeah. please. Oh, I, mean, I don't know if I say please go read it. But no, if no, you don't feel so it. inclined, go and look. We've already read it to you. Yeah, go go look edit. at the pretty pictures. Yeah, I didn't edit anything that wasn't on the page. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and I put the whole but, thing out. Dave read the whole thing exactly as it is in the book. So what I was talking about with the the illustrations, they have a very 1930s or early 40s German uh, oh. art look. Like a very okay. uh, Volksart type thing. Like something that would have been done by a proud German citizen. Okay. You know, and the fact that it was Dachshunds and her name is Baum... Yeah, it kind of raised some real, and the thing is, that kind of feels like that's intentional to me. It probably is. Like I think and she's setting now, a certain motif. The the uh, bespeckled one who, you know, the glasses wearing loud, yeah. pro gay. I could see him being their idea of Hitler if they didn't like Hitler. I could see that kind of being a subconscious, right. if, this is the bad person because they want you to be accepting, right? And we shouldn't be tolerant. Yeah. See, and I'm I'm showing Dave the pictures a little bit while we're talking, and I I will post some of these actually on the Two A.M. Grains Facebook group, because honestly, I think the artwork is beautiful. I really do. I think the artwork is very well done. Yes, um, it's, it's it's beautiful art, but it just to me it ha- all of it has a very like Austro-German sort of that Nazi propaganda look to it. Oh, see, and I wouldn't have caught that, but I don't honestly, I'm not familiar with a lot of that artwork in general. Uh, one of my professors in college did, like, the visual history of Nazi Germany. And he okay. Was, that, that was actually a pretty fascinating class. Okay. Oh, wait, go, go back a few. Keep okay. going, keep going, keep a dog. going. Is, is that, oh, I was assuming that was, like, a gay couple. Oh, it's a, it's a. A painting of a raccoon hugging a small dog. Right. Well, from above. The dog is probably maybe a pit bull. 
It could be like or it's, a it's, lab? it's a baby. It's a puppy of some sort. Yeah, a cute little yellow dog. Maybe like a yellow lab or something. Yeah, lab very or cute a, picture. Yeah. Maybe I'll put this one up. It says we all need forgiveness next right. to this. That's one of the yeah. lines from with the raccoon stupid dog speech. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Yeah. That was not what I was thinking. Uh, let me see. And this is there's a sign in the back <sighs> of this one here. God's design is perfect. It's on the page. God made you male or female when you came into this world. He didn't make a mistake when he made you a boy or a girl. The background of that picture is a stop sign that says God's design is perfect. Yeah. In other words. Yeah. Stop fucking with yeah. God's design. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what yeah. it is. Oh my. It, it is very much a gender fluidity is not real. Gender is real. Boy and girl is gender and is real. It is a complete misunderstanding of sex versus gender. Right. I mean, just a complete misunderstanding of the fact that gender is a construct. Gender is a social thing right we define gender as a society sex is about biology yes. and those are very different things and then misunderstanding the fact that there are a whole lot more than two sexes a lot more than that biologically speaking there is not two sexes when right. you get into the biology of it and if you disagree with me you have a junior high level understanding of biology or you are a right-wing idiot fuckwit, and I won't even discuss it with you if you're that person. Right. Fair. If If you are like me and you have a junior high understanding of biology, I would challenge you to go do some reading. And I would also encourage you to reach out to me and I will talk to you. And we can talk about some of what gender and sexuality actually are from scientific points of view. Yeah. If, however, you just hate gay people and you just hate trans people, fuck your face. I don't give a fuck what you think. You're an idiot. I don't care how well-educated you are. Don't even hit me with Richard Dawkins, anti-gay, oh rape apologist yeah. bullshit. Oh, yeah. Just don't even yeah, no. with that nonsense. Fuck Richard Dawkins. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand how someone that intelligent is also that much of an idiot because he's a scientist yes. he's a biologist yes and he still is a fuckwit mm -hmm. and it's all about in his case i think it's just because he's a white boomer yeah i don't a, well and being that he's english he's probably also anglican probably no. No, no richard he's dawkins he's an right. atheist he's one of the four horsemen so yeah, he's just a dick. yeah yeah he is one of the four horsemen of atheism yeah. and actually i came to him late and I came to him after a lot of his other terrible things. So when I first started hearing about him, I was like, fuck that dude. Who the fuck is that dude? Because yeah. he's also a rape apologist. Oh. And, oh, he is ableist to the point of believing that if you have a disabled child, they are better off being dead than having a disability. The way in the past, like, 15 years, he has talked about things like Down syndrome Oh, this man is disgusting. So I don't care that he's a scientist and he is smarter than me. I yeah. know he's smarter than me. I don't give a fuck. Don't care. So he has suggested that it would be better to have a genocide of people with things like Down syndrome than to let them live. Before I say exactly that, let me look up. Fair. Because I, I read this on the internet a few months ago in some of his stuff. So And it's so, an older thing. So while you're looking that up, we've already had my rating. How, ma how many clubs do you need for this? Um, so this is one of those that I think... So 10 is we're going to club it to death. Or 5, rather, is we're going to club it to death. I think that this one needs to be taken out back and shot repeatedly. <laughs> I think that it should then be burned. Mm -hmm. I think that we should take the ashes, put them in a little box, club the fuck out of that box. Okay. Put that destroyed box into a nice lead box and then put that lead box into concrete and throw it in the ocean. Fair. Yeah. That's a really I mean, I think it deserves that high of a clubby rating oh, from us. Oh, so bad. It was so terrible. Yeah. 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 Uh, let me see. I'm looking up. Um, 
disabilities. Um, so, I mean, if you want to keep talking. Um, let's see. Or I can just, right. you know. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever ask me to carry the conversation. Yeah, I'm the same way if you ask me to carry the conversation. Okay, so here's what he said. Um, uh, he made comments on an old tweet. Uh, the tweet that he made was referring to um, a woman who was pregnant with Down syndrome. Right. Uh, she was pregnant and found out that her her fetus was right, was fetus positive had, for Down syndrome. Yeah. Which is a test that I don't know if they do it a lot in Britain, but in the United States, that's actually a common test early in the pregnancy. They ch- test for genetic um, abnormalities. And what happens right, is right. if they see something that makes them think there's a reason to test, they do all these tests. Right. Part of the reason they do that is that that way a parent can decide, well previously a parent could decide if they wanted to abort because it was early enough in the pregnancy or if they wanted to prepare their lives for a child with special needs right and i am a big disability advocate and i think that giving the parents that heads up Mm -hmm. is a good choice yes because that should be the, the that should be the mother's choice it should be and it it is very common for it to be a surprise and there are so many things that go along with having a special needs child that being prepared for just makes it easier it makes it easier for you as a parent to be a good parent right if you know in advance and you can prepare for things right so one of the tests that's done if they find reason to be concerned is they test for down syndrome in utero right so, um, yeah, let's hear referring Dawkins. to a pregnant woman who uh, could possibly have been having a Down syndrome child. His response was, "Abort it and try again. It would be immoral to bring it into the world if you have a choice." First off, remind me: Is Richard Dawkins a woman? Does do they use? Does that person use she/her pronouns? Richard Dawkins is a. Assigned male at birth. Right. Identifies as he does not identify as cis because once again he, he is a terrible is person sexist. and thinks that cis is an awful thing. Okay. Cis, if you don't know, so and then, this is something I had to be educated on a few years ago. Cis means you identify as the gender you were assigned at birth. Right. I am cis female. I was assigned female right. at birth. I have external female anatomy right. and internal female anatomy, and I am a woman. Right. Right. And I am the opposite of all of that. Yes. So, first off, he's a cis male. Yes. AMAB. Yes. Identifies as a cis male. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. First off, Richard, it's not your fucking opinion anybody cares about. Shut the fuck up. Just first off. Yeah. And secondly, immoral. What fucking kind of an atheist are you? Exactly. Morality is a Christian construct. Yes. Fuck you and your fucking morals right down your fucking tight throat. Yes. Now, there is a conversation to be had about whether or not it is ethical to bring a child with disabilities into the world. However, that conversation is not whether or not it, it is ethical to bring them into the world. That is whether or not it is ethical to bring them into the world when you are not prepared to be the best possible parent right. to that child. The important part is you being prepared to be a good parent. The right. immorality is you not being a good person. Right. Their existence is not an ethical question. Right. Ever. No. Their existence is not an ethical question. No. The ethical question is your response to their existence as a parent. Right. And that's not what he's saying. No, it's not. He's saying that it is immoral to bring them into the world full stop. Right. That That is some Nazi shit. That is Nazi shit. In fact, they, they, they did experiments, try, you know, basically they did experiments on anybody who had any disabilities. Mm-hmm. But they also were trying to push through and may even have pushed through laws that you had to basically kill a, uh, a baby with deformities at birth. So it wow. couldn't add to the gene pool. 
Wow. Well, that that actually isn't surprising because 1930s eugenics was popular. Oh, eugenics was the founding principle of their their medical and genetic doctrine. Well, and more than just theirs. Yes, not just the yeah. I don't mean that as a defense of Nazis. No. In the 1920s and 30s, eugenics was a founding principle of most educated people. I was actually shocked to find out recently that Helen Keller was pro eugenics. The little I've heard about her that doesn't Born blind me. and deaf. Yeah. Pro eugenics. That surprised me. That someone born with those severe disabilities was like, yeah, we need to weed out all the inferior people. Here, listen to me talking to you and being intelligent and being this amazing accomplished person with my disabilities. We need to weed out the other people. Yeah. That kind of surprised me. Yeah, maybe a little. It doesn't. I don't know. It, it was the times, and it no, was. that's not. That's not a defense. No, no, but it's an explanation. Yes. and I think it's important when we're talking about historical figures to understand the concept of where they were living at the time. Right. Even if we then go on to criticize them and call them assholes. Yes, it, it's a bullshit belief. It yes. was not correct for anybody to hold the belief to hold belief in eugenics. No, and it's even worse that someone like Richard Dawkins who has a PhD in evolutionary biology, Yeah, would continue to push eugenics-type bullshit. Yes. Um, it, it's fucking ridiculous. And thirdly to his tweet, and most importantly, he's not either parent. No. It's not even... Even the fact that he... Even if he was a woman or identified as a woman, he still has no right to comment. It is not his fucking pregnancy. No. And I, I think when it comes to things like abortion and parenting... There is a line that you don't cross when giving your opinion. Yeah. I I do think that there are some times when, from my point of view, for me as a person, if I were pregnant and turns out that my fetus had one of those abnormalities, like, for example, there's currently a woman in Texas who is not going to be able to get an abortion, even though her fetus that she desperately wanted... This is her baby. She wanted this baby. It turns out that it has this incredibly rare genetic abnormality that means that it will die within two days. And it will die painfully, slowly over two days, drowning in its own fluids, unable to breathe for two days. And she doesn't want to put that baby through that. Really? Forcing that baby to be born, forcing that mother to give birth to that baby is unethical. Yes. That is unethical. Yes. And if that mother were to come out and say, no, I want to give birth to that baby, then it would be unethical to force an abortion on her. Yeah. Because she is the only one who should be able to make that ethical choice right now if it were me it would be unethical for me to give birth to that child and she doesn't want to she wants an abortion for her it's unethical to give birth to that child but if a woman wants to give birth to a child that they know is going to have a very short painful lifespan that's up to them yeah and they have every right and i don't have any right to tell them it's unethical right unlike dawkins who thinks that he gets to decide that just having a child with down syndrome is unethical and i'm sorry down syndrome is not a death sentence yeah down syndrome is not a child who will be dead in two days no yeah that's fucking ridiculous there is nothing wrong with a person who has down syndrome no Nothing wrong that cannot be solved by society not being fuckwits. Right. By proper education, proper raising, you know. Yes. Just like any child. Right. Just like any fucking child. Right. There is nothing unethical about the existence of a disabled child. Right. There is also nothing unethical about the existence of a trans person, including trans children. Mm-hmm. And getting back to that little book we just read, that book is, to me, very unethical. 
Extremely, yeah. Because it's intended to teach small children. And again, this book is intended for children under nine years of age. Oh, absolutely. That's what it says on Amazon. Yeah. It gives you, on all of the books, it tells you what age it was written for. Zero to nine. Yeah. I, I would say nine would be a little over the style of writing even. But I think yes. so, yeah. But yeah, that's I, I see the range she's going for. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. wants to teach those children yeah. to hate gay people. Right. And to paint it as, as a choice. Yes. Yeah. To paint it as a choice I, because, again, a duck living as a cat. Right. Which, first of all, you know what? A lot of pet owners will tell you that if you raise your dog with a bunch of cats, it's going to act like a fucking cat. Mm-hmm. Be- oh, yeah. And I, we don't think anything of it. We think it's cute. Yes, it's adorable. I think it's adorable that my tiny little dog likes to sit on the back of the couch because when we got him, he was this little three pound ball of fluff. And when we brought him home, we had a cat that was an adult and she used to pet him and lick him and play with him like he was her little baby. And now he loves kitties and thinks he's a fucking cat half the time. Mm-hmm. He's a cat that yells a lot. You've, you've heard him on this podcast occasionally if you're listening to this. He's the one who screams in the background every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. That I, it's impossible to fully edit out his screaming every now and then you will hear him in the background. That's my little cat dog. Yeah. So what's wrong with it? Yeah, he's a happy little dog. He's he's a friendly little dog cat. Yeah, he's a friendly little cat dog. Yeah. So what's wrong with it? But that's not even what transgender is. No, that's that's an incredibly dismissive incredibly. view of tra- being transgender. That's, that, that's, you know, that's their one joke. She made the one joke. Yes, the ma- the one joke, and then she goes on to talk about um, about reducing people to their sexual identity is dehumanizing, or however she phrased it. No, honey, you don't get to choose how I identify myself. Yeah, you don't get to do that. Yeah, if I use an adjective to define me. I get to use that adjective to define me, and you don't get to tell me I can't. Yeah. I use adjectives. I am a woman. Okay, what kind of adjectives am I? Cis. I'm a cis woman. I'm a lesbian. I'm short. I'm fat. I'm purple-haired today. I have these things that I use to define myself, and you don't get to look at me and say, no, you can't define yourself as short. Fuck you. Right. I am short. That's part of who I am. Yep. And I, her nonsense is so reductive and so disgusting and, frankly, incredibly hateful. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's extremely hateful. Yeah. So, and it's hateful veiled as being tolerant. Oh, yeah. Oh, and did you catch that about about it's it's fine to be tolerant, but it's better to understand? No, fuck you. Yeah. Tolerance is the absolute fucking minimum. Right. Well, and, and that plea that we have to accept people for their opinions. No, fuck your opinions. See, and here's the thing. When your opinions are, 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 are controverting fact, I will fuck do my best to understand your opinion. Until your opinion is homophobic or racist yeah or eugenics until your opinion is something disgusting i don't give a fuck about your opinion and by the way to our listeners i am also that little adorable loud dog with the glasses yeah i am the academic nerd and i will take it to to the point of if your opinion is in controversion of the facts Mm -hmm. fuck your opinion yes that is not an opinion you are simply factually wrong Mm mm-hmm you know, you, you can shove that opinion so far up your ass, you taste it on your tongue. Okay. I want to read again oh. the description just of these two dogs. Yeah. So the first one is O'Dowd, who everyone knew was rambunctious and proud. He wore glasses and shouted all the day long, and anyone who was different was wrong. It, okay, this said anyone who different? Yeah, who different was wrong. Yeah, I, I it, think... They're missing a was there. Yeah. Anyone who was different was wrong. Slightly taller was Thad with a quiet demeanor. He had shiny ears and his hillside was cleaner. Yeah. Okay, hang on. So O'Dowd is rambunctious, proud, wears glasses, and Thad is quiet, 
shiny ears, and keeps his space clean. Yeah. And you misspelled shiny. There's no E in shiny. Oh, yeah. That was my misspelling. Oh, I, I typed all this probably out. Probably her. Okay. I, I typed all Sorry. this out. I probably, I probably wrote... I wouldn't attack yeah. your spelling because I don't care about your spelling. But I, I my find, spelling is shit. If I can so. find ways to be petty about this bitch, I'm going to be petty <laughs> about this bitch. I don't think we even need to be petty. Yeah. I well, mean, I like to be petty. And that was the first thing I noticed when I first read through this, bu- this book is, okay, this one is wearing glasses and he's rambunctious and he's proud. The other one has shiny ears and keeps his space clean. Immediately reading this book, I was like, oh, the good guy is the one with the clean, the clean area. He's going to be the good guy. Right. He's not proud. He's clean and neat. And that that to me, I mean, just starting with that in a children's book. Don't be like the rambunctious proud one. Be quiet and neat. Yeah, that's fair. Be quiet and clean. Yeah, I, I, I guess I should have caught the very obvious Christian metaphor there. See, and to me, before it even became a Christian metaphor, which I knew going in, this was a Christian book. I knew that going in when I first read it. I caught that and thought, oh, that's a behave yourself and keep yourself clean and be good. Yeah. Yeah. Which I hate that. Mm -hmm. I hate that. As if to be good, we have to be clean and quiet. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right, we should probably wrap this up. I think it's time to throw this one in a dumpster. Mm-hmm. Or in a fire pit. Yeah. Okay. Kill so it. Kill it with fire. This was 2AM Brains. You can reach us on all of the regular 2AM Brains social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but like we said, this is advertising for our new podcast. Yep. Clubbed by it. Classics. Listen to it. Come listen to our new show. Uh, let's see, what do we have coming out? We've got... Uh, we did Mockingbird. Yeah. Uh, um, we did uh, oh, that one you liked. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> The Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby. Uh, uh, we're getting ready to record a Jack Kerouac book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, we are. We are also working on Les Mis, Les yeah. Miserables. Uh, so we have a whole bunch of classics coming up. We're going to tear them apart. We're going to make fun of them. Yeah. We're going to club the fuck out of them. Unless we like them. Yeah. And then they get one clubbing. Right. Because we'll find something to say. Well, yeah. No book yeah. is perfect. No. And even if it is, I'm going to club it for being perfect. Fuck you for being such a good book. Right. How yeah. fucking dare you be that good? Right? You yeah. wasted my time. Yeah. Right. Okay. All have right. a good night, everybody. If you enjoy 2AM Brains, please rate and review wherever you listen. To get exclusive 2AM Brains merchandise, join us at patreon.com slash 2AM Brains. You can connect with Dinah and Estelle at our 2AM Brains Facebook group, or say hi to Dinah on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. Send questions or comments to 2AM Brains at gmail.com.